0: And so, before
1: we continue to submerge into the depths of God's wisdom, which is the unsearchable inheritance of Jesus Christ for us, the unchanging epigraph of our study of the word of God is the book of Luke 24. Then Jesus said to his disciples, These are the words which I spoke to you while I was still with you, that all things must be fulfilled which were written in the Law of Moses and the Prophets and the Psalms concerning me, so that we, as the participants of the Body of Christ, would share together with Christ all the things that are to be fulfilled that are written about him in Scripture, we will continue to study our collaboration with the truth of the Word of God and with the Holy Spirit, who reveals the truth in the heart, looking at what we need to do from our side
0: to receive the
1: right to the power to put off our former way of life so that we can put on the new way of life the book of Ephesians 4 through 24 this place is also in Colossians Luke and other places this is not the only one that you put off concerning your former conduct the old man which grows corrupt according to the deceitful lusts and be renewed in the spirit of your mind and that you put on the new man which is created in accordance to God and true righteousness and holiness. We note that to fulfill this commanding order we have been studying three vital charging and fundamental acts and these are to put off be renewed and put on. We've noted that it is specifically your decision regarding these three destiny affecting acts to put off, be renewed, and put on that will determine whether you transform into a vessel of mercy or a vessel of wrath. More specifically, will the coming about of our salvation happen given to us in the format of a guarantee, or will we lose it forever, which will then result in our names being forever blotted out of the book of life? It's unfortunate that millions of Christians had been blotted out of the book of life already, but they don't even suspect that. They are trying to confirm them or verify for themselves that they uh, are righteous because of their works and that they offer and they think because of all their good work and their offering that they will be saved but salvation is not given because you serve God or you do anything for God as a good work for God salvation absolutely from the start to finish as a gift of God's grace and is given to us in the format of a seed as a guarantee this doesn't mean that we are already saved that means that we have begun the process in order to confirm our salvation if it will not be confirmed then we will lose it and to confirm it is only possible when you have the proper goal and the proper route to that goal it is necessary first before you serve God in general you need to cast off of yourself the old man with his deeds as it is written and only afterwards you can renew your mind and only after that can you begin the process of clothing yourself into your new person. In a specific format we've already studied the first two questions and stopped to study the third question. What conditions do we need to fulfill that by the means of an already renewed mind we begin the process of clothing ourselves into the power of our new person that is created in accordance to God in Christ Jesus in righteousness and holy truth.
0: Relevant to clothing
1: ourselves into the power of our new person, who contains the power of the resurrection of Christ and the all armor of light, we've concluded that we really need God's help in the form of his redeeming mercy, because in order to
0: put off the old
1: man and be renewed by the spirit of our mind and put on the new person it is necessary for us to receive help as God's mercy the means of receiving any kind of help this help demonstrated in the form of God's inheritance of his mercies is the armor of prayer or worship in spirit and in truth we have noted that the genesis of prayer is inherent to the genesis of God as it's always existed and revealed itself there where God exists or abides he abides where he can communicate with someone communication between the father and the son happen by the language or in the language of prayer and so the extent or degree of our knowledge of the will of god which we are studying in these three functions
0: depend
1: on the extent of our understanding of the genesis of prayer. Prayer is the language of God, the means given to us by God and the legitimate right to communicate with God. This is specifically why erecting an altar identifying the state of the heart, the intentions, the motives of a worshipper of God, our motives, if they will not be built according to Scripture, be in accordance to Scripture, then this is the altar that we later will be offering our prayers upon. And so, a person erecting such an altar and the sacrifice that is brought upon such an altar, which ident- identifies your legitimate or rightful status of prayer, belonged exclusively to the people that were clothed into the rightful virtue and status of a priest. If Apostle Peter says that we are a royal priesthood, a holy nation, his own special people, to
0: be the ones that he has called into his
1: wonderful life or his marvelous light, in order to be this way, it is necessary to cast off off of yourself the old man, be renewed by the spirit of your mind, and put on the new man. If a person has not done that, then he can't call himself a priest or a king or a representative of God's interest to be able to represent his perfection, the perfection of his light. A person can think about this and he can be deceived. And a person who deceives him is obviously lost and the one he's telling it to also becomes lost. They have a false hope that will only reveal itself at the end of the path, which is very unfortunate. A person that is clothed into the rank and virtue of a priest is a person that is clothed into the virtue of a legitimate median. This person is trusted by God with the right by the means of legitimate prayer,
0: which is God's language and it satisfies his demands and his will. This prayer, uh, this is the our right to approach God and
1: enter into the presence of God in order to present the rights and interests that are demonstrated in His will. People think that they're going to pray in tongues for a long time. Something will happen. Nothing will happen. You need to pray in mind and spirit. And you need to know the goal that you have. One time I, I approached a sister
0: she was praying and I was waiting at
1: the door I didn't want to open the door out of respect while she was praying and she was praying
0: uh,
1: a little over an hour and she was praying Lord give me a prayer Lord give me a prayer Lord give me a prayer and then in tongues and then again Lord give me a prayer this sister
0: She perfectly understood that she can't turn to God,
1: she doesn't have the words of prayer, God doesn't give you prayer
0: you need to be instructed
1: in the faith and learn how you need to pray properly how to pray, how to be a priest how to offer this sacrifice to God one of these prayers is written in the 143rd Psalm of David. it's a David's prayer and it opens up the conditions based upon which a person is called to form a legitimate foundation for God so that God's mercy may intervene into Our life as well as the boundaries of those areas we rule over and that we carry responsibility for before God the psalm has become the subject of our next studies hear my prayer O Lord give ear to my supplications in your faithfulness answer me and in your righteousness do not enter into judgment with your servant for in your sight no one living is righteous For the enemy has persecuted my soul, he has crushed my life to the ground, he has made me dwell in darkness like those who have long been dead.
0: And when a person
1: says, Lord give me prayer, he does not understand where it where it, ex- it exists, where it is, and what his, the state of his heart is. Here is what David says, his state of his heart. He, re- he reveals this, being an anointed king of God, God uh, by him had conquered all of the surrounding nations and all shake before the nation of Israel. But David prays, saying therefore my spirit is overwhelmed within me my heart within me is distressed i remember the days of old i meditate on all your works i muse on the works of your hands i spread out my hands to you my soul longs for you like a thirsty land answer me speedily O lord my spirit fails do not hide your face from me lest i be like those who go down into the pit cause me to hear your loving kindness in the morning for in you do i trust cause me to know the way in which i which i should walk for i lift up my soul to you deliver me o lord from my enemies in you i take shelter teach me to do your will for you are my god your spirit is good lead me in the land of uprightness revive me o lord for your name's sake for your righteousness sake bring my soul out of trouble in your mercy cut off my enemies and destroy all those who afflict my soul for i am your servant Psalm 143, 1-12 The phrase cause me to hear your loving kindness in the morning indicates the early morning that follows the dark night this symbolizes the resurrection of Christ which we can see in the law of the spirit of life which is called to deliver our body from the law of sin and death and so destroy the stronghold of death within our body and erect the stronghold of the resurrection of Christ in its place. Therefore, in order for David, as well as for us, to hear the mercy of God early in the power of the resurrection of Christ as a result of the given to us by God redemption that is in Christ Jesus and by Christ Jesus, it was necessary for David and necessary for us to present God a legitimate foundation or a specific right that is imprinted upon the tablets of our heart.
0: and a legitimate foundation upon the tablets of our heart in the given prayer are
1: ten unique in their nature arguments identified as the governing and almighty words of God
0: that we are called to present to God as the consistency of our heart as arguments
1: telling God, hear me in your faithfulness and righteousness which abides within my heart hear me for the sake of remembering the days of old and all of your works hear me for I spread out my hands to you he says here hear me because I have the breastplate of judgment with the twelve precious stones which are in the golden settings and the names of the twelve patriarchs are engraved upon them hear me for I spread out my hands to you hear me for in you do I trust
0: hear me for I lift up my soul to you hear me because in you I
1: take shelter
0: Hear me, me for you God. are my God. Hear, hear me for your name's sake. Hear me for your righteousness' sake. And hear me because I am your servant. A virtue of a servant in heaven is
1: the greatest position in heaven. If here on earth the word servant brings some uh, an, uh, an idea in the mind of some kind of belittlement or a low level, in heaven it's the opposite. It opens up access to God and gives you rights.
0: It endows you with
1: rights. Because the first servant is the Heavenly Father. He is a servant of His spoken word. As soon as the word of God comes out of His mouth, He becomes a servant of that word and He's vigilant that it be fulfilled. Voluntarily, obeying this word himself, God loves his word.
0: His word for him is the
1: greatest authority. And if we will love this word just as he does and we will voluntarily love this word and follow it, then God will be on our side and then we will be able to communicate with him. In the previous services, we already looked at the nature of the first argument and stopped to study the second argument. This is evidence that David's heart and our heart contains memories of the days of old and all of the works that were done by God in those old days, which David confessed and presented in prayer. Because this is the redemption of God that God has done in the days of old. All of the works of God are linked to his redemption. Everything he's done are the works of his redemption, uh, the redeeming of his chosen nation. And this needs to be kept in our memory because all of this is the inheritance of every child of God. We note that the symbol of this evidence is the breastplate of judgment of the High Priest, which was an item of unique and continual remembrance before God, identifying with itself the legitimate example of continual prayer with which we as kings and priests of the New Covenant are to approach God in Christ Jesus and constantly be in communication with Him
0: a unique item it is the
1: only one in scripture that is a continual uh, memorial before god there are many that were a remembrance but not a continual remembrance or or a continual memorial the breastplate of judgment god's eyes are always upon this breastplate speaking of this breastplate we will understand that this is not just something separate that is within our heart we ourselves
0: build ourselves into a
1: breastplate of judgment and are this breastplate of judgment before God our words are these precious stones that are placed into these gold settings and God uh, observes us and and sees us in this way He's, he's paying attention to this because it is by the means of this breastplate of judgment that God can communicate with us and fulfill his promises for us. And so this breastplate of judgment was created for and served only one element within the heart of man. This is the Urim and Thummim, the presence of which allowed God to hear man and allowed man to hear God.
0: Not having within your
1: heart the Urim and the Thummim, a person will hear only himself. A person will hear the thoughts of the devil that, that that he will send him, but he won't hear the voice of the Holy Spirit in his heart, and God won't be able to hear him as a priest and a king.
0: God hears
1: him as Hagar in the wilderness, but he doesn't hear him as a priest as a median. He does not have a thumb and earm, and if you don't have it, you don't, you're not a median, you're not a priest or a king. The symbol of the breastplate of judgment discovers itself in the conscience of a man that is cleansed from from dead works, upon the tablets of whom, in the twelve names of the patriarchs, the example of the status of legitimate prayer, is in accordance to the demands of the elementary principles of Jesus Christ. The 12 golden settings are the ruling truth of the elementary principles of Jesus Christ, which identify the order of the given law of God, in righteousness and holy truth, that we as worshipers of God are called to demonstrate before the face of God in the legitimate foundation or basis of our continual prayer. Continual prayer is a communication with God that is not interrupted by sin. We oftentimes say this that doesn't mean you are on your knees 24 hours a day. This is communication with God that is not being interrupted by sin. When we always want to talk talk to Him, you always think about a specific truth of God, what it means, what God intended. You have a continual dialogue. The Holy Spirit at any time, whether you're busy working, uh, he, you can respond in your thoughts with Him. And also talk to the person that is next to you if you're talking to someone at this time but this dialogue d- does not uh, stop it does not end this is continual prayer
0: and so the twelve precious stones with the engraved
1: upon them as a signet names of the sons of Israel is a symbol and format of our continual prayer presenting with itself the perfect judgments of God contained in the elementary Principles of Jesus Christ. With this, we conclude that it wasn't the golden settings and the form of the truth of the Word of God that were adjusted in size and configuration to the precious stones.
0: But the precious stones in the form of our prayers are the ones that are adjusted in size
1: and configuration to fit the golden settings of truth. The words of our prayer need to be in accordance to and satisfy the demands of the truth of the word of God.
0: And so the state
1: of our heart needs to satisfy the demands of the word of God. We need to build ourselves into this altar and then any offering that we present upon this altar will be sanctified and it needs to be brought correctly. Which is why the revelation of God in the form of the urim, symbolizing the Holy Spirit, can only exist within the boundaries of the truth, which in the heart of man is the thummim, demonstrating the principles of Jesus Christ that came in the flesh, as it is written, "I have put wisdom in the hearts of all the gifted artisans, that they may make all that I have commanded you." Exodus
0: thirty-one six. <laughs> And so there's one place in the Bible where it says we will leave the elementary elementary, uh, uh,
1: principles and go on further, it says somewhere in Scripture this is an incorrect uh, translation of the original and so when it's talking about the principal things it doesn't mean just elementary meaning as a basic going to more advanced level but when it refers to elementary or in this place of scripture uh, it talks about it's talking about foundation or the foundation of something and so it cannot be left behind as the translation was incorrect that we can't leave that principle, because things, the elementary things as a basis study.
0: because the, these people
1: they must uh, do not search the scriptures, study. so they didn't they translate it correctly. Study. Jesus says, Search the scriptures for they speak of me.
0: The friendship of the Thummim and Urim
1: within the heart of a person is the unification of two formats of godly wisdom that state that the carriers of the Thummim and the Urim are the true worshippers of God. And the most amazing thing is that they possess the immune system of the Holy Spirit, the immune system, and so they are not able to be uh, touched. And these are often in the world people that are diplomats or uh, representatives uh, from a different country that may come, ambassadors that come and visit another country. You can't take and judge them or do something because they are protected uh, as guests in this country.
0: But But here
1: it's written that a person that is a carrier of of the urim and thummim have this immune system of the same form. Uh, They're not able to be uh,
0: uh,
1: accused for anything. When the devil accuses a person and God says, well, he has the immune system of the Holy Spirit.
0: is he has, has protection. He почему protection. иммунитетом неприкосновенности потому
1: And so in the world, as if someone uh, breaks the law, uh, they're uh, condemned and judged, obviously, for the things that they do. And these diplomats and others are.
0: uh, But
1: those people that come and visit other countries, ambassadors coming from a different country, they are not able to be, say, uh, arrested uh, or or condemned for any kind of thing because they are uh, not in their own country.
0: God God does not account the sins of men
1: to them. In in what way? Uh, If, say, something happens to a person, they panic and they they shout out to God they They repent and they immediately return uh, uh, and they fix fix their situation before God. The devil then condemns these people but God then shows always they are not to be touched they are guiltless
0: just like Job when Satan was uh, accusing him uh, uh, of of all
1: kinds of things uh, before God
0: In a specific format, we've already looked at seven qualities that the heart of a warrior in prayer
1: possesses in the first seven precious stones of the breastplate of judgment by which God can continually bring about His will upon planet Earth, and stop to study the eighth quality and the eighth precious stone upon the breastplate of judgment of our heart presented in the virtue of the precious agate stone. The name carved upon the second precious stone of the breastplate of judgment located in the third row from the bottom upon the tablets of our heart being a continual memorial before God is the name of Asher. He is the eighth son of Jacob and his name means the captive of blissfulness or a captive of blessing. Leah's servant Zilpa bore Jacob a second son. Then Leah said, How happy I am. The women will call me happy. So she named him Asher. Genesis 30,
0: 12-13. When translated
1: from the Greek word agat, it means blessed, which absolutely corresponds to the meaning of the name Asher, a captive of bliss or blessing written upon the stone. The name of God presented in the precious Agate, according to the conclusions of a Jewish rabbinate, is El Elyon, which means Most High. This directs to the unlimited and sovereign authority or power of God in His unlimited expanse which He fills with Himself due to His omnipresence, as well as the created by Him visible and invisible creation. The visible and invisible creation They exist in the universe that has no beginning or end and God because He's omnipresent he fills with himself and our mind obviously cannot fully grasp that
0: because it is so uh, all, the,
1: all, the, all the greatness of that according to the meaning of the name Asher the 8th principle in the foundation of, a, of our continual prayer is the function demonstrated in our voluntary dependence of becoming a blessed captive of God so that we, with our prayer, would collaborate with the name of God Most High, or ll Yon. Relevant to the subject, we've already studied a series of parables and events that we became familiar with and their condition. We learned that we can fulfill these conditions by the name of God Most High and destroy the stronghold of death within our body in the form of the reigning in its sin. This reigning sin identified identifies the essence of our old person with his deeds so that we would cast him from out of our body to hell with noise and afterwards erect the stronghold of the kingdom of heaven in the form of the stronghold of eternal life in the place of the stronghold of death within our body and stop to look at the next condition. This condition consists in the 18th Psalm of David where the Holy Spirit with the right that he alone has reveals the conditions based upon which we are called to collaborate our faith prayer with the name of God El -El Yon or God Most High. Everything God will do for us, with us,
0: he will do using the confessions of the faith of our heart. Our
1: words that come out of our mouth will be the ones that will clothe us. But for this, you need to have a pure mouth.
0: If your mouth is not pure and you confess
1: the truth of the word of God, it will not work.
0: Your mouth needs to be cleansed from ugly
1: and dirty words.
0: Your mouth needs to be cleansed from
1: accusing yourself also. Many people constantly condemn themselves, accuse themselves. They, from inside, they they, you, they, inside they hear, you are not in accordance to God's commandments. You are not fitting. But if you have the urim and the thummim, then they will tell you that you are justified, that you're protected, and that you are in accordance to the demands. And you'll tell this other voice, get away from me in the name of Jesus Christ. I am justified not by my deeds, but Jesus is acceptable. I will never be able to be acceptable, but Jesus is fitting. He's acceptable, and I am in Him and He in me. You need to confess always the truth, justification, because you are in the service of justification, not the service of condemnation. This is very important.
0: And so this condition consists so that in the circumstances of our
1: hardship or being in a tight space, as it were, while putting off the old man, we can call upon the Most High as to our God and confess the faith of our heart, stating, who God is to us in Jesus Christ, what God has done for us in Jesus Christ, and who we are to God in Christ Jesus. We have noted that this story is one of the most powerful and voluminous symbols where we see the collaboration of our renewed mind
0: in the form of King David and the name of God Most High, and
1: also the confrontation of our renewed mind with our carnal mind in the form of King Saul, together with reigning sin in the form of our old person with his deeds. Because it is by the means of the confession of the faith of our heart, stating who God is to us in Jesus Christ, and what God has done in Jesus Christ, God receives the required basis or proper grounds to join the battle for our earthly bodies and because the spirit is already saved and if the mind is renewed then the soul is already saved but our bodies are still mortal
0: and corrupt
1: and they have reigning sin the old person he's bound but he's still there
0: And so, in order to join the battle for our earthly bodies, God, in
1: order to shame the old person by the power of his redemption and forever cast him out into hell with noise.
0: In character, the prayer
1: psalm of David contains three parts where we see an example of the character of legitimate
0: prayer. The first part
1: identifies the condition or state of David's heart as a warrior in prayer, and this condition of his heart was grounds for the legitimate status of his prayer. And so the first part, he presents the state of his altar, the motives and goals that he has. The second part reveals the consistency of legitimate prayer, which gave God the basis to deliver David from the hand of all of his enemies. And the third part describes the prayer prayer battle itself, which surpasses the comprehension of the human mind
0: in a specific
1: format we've already looked at the first part and stopped to study the second part which reveals the consistency of legitimate prayer in the eight names of God Most High getting to know and confessing the power contained in the heart of David every name has our lot our inheritance and we need to know what lot what promises are within these names getting to know and confessing the power contained in the heart of david in the eight following names of god allow david to love god and call upon the lord who is worthy to be praised to be saved from his enemies and for god discovering this truth revealing the power of his names in the heart of david provided God grounds to utilize his abilities that consist in these eight names to battle against the enemies of God. God physically used uh, David's confessions that he confessed. He confessed and he opened up what he sees in these names and, and God, God took these confessions of David and battled he fought with the enemy so, so that he could protect his body how how just, how his body,
0: how just how
1: as Archangel Michael fought how for how Moses, how Moses body how same how thing how here we ourselves are called, how called how to how to how battle, how battle. How with our how words how And so the Holy Spirit, by the means of the word of God teaches us, I will love you, O Lord, my strength. The Lord is my rock and my fortress and my deliverer, my God, my strength, in whom I will trust, my shield and the horn of my salvation, my stronghold. I will call upon the Lord who is worthy to be praised. So shall I be saved from my enemies, Psalm 18, 1 through 3. Eight names of God. The Lord is my strength, the Lord is my rock, the Lord is my fortress, the Lord is my deliverer, the Lord is my shield, the Lord is the horn of my salvation, the Lord is my stronghold. In a specific format, as much as the Lord has allowed in the measure of our faith, we already looked at the lot of our inheritance in the power contained in the strength as God's name, God Most High, and have turned to look at our lot in the power of a rock as the name of God Most High, that in inner consistency contains an unearthly form of hardness that is inherent to the nature of our Heavenly Father and is not something that can be Comprehended by the abilities of the simple human mind. We note that this nature of prayer where David confesses his inherited lot in the existing names of God Most High is purposed to be the calling and mantle of a king, a priest and a prophet anointed by the Holy Spirit to rule over their earthly body. And if a person is not anointed to reign over his calling, that is his earthly body, then this prayer is not for him and will not benefit him. Therefore, the quality and lexus or vocabulary identifying a rock in the sense of the characteristic of hardness that we are studying has no relation to the definition of the word as it exists in the dictionaries of this world since a rock in the sense of the characteristic of hardness is an identification and specification of the quality and nature of God exclusively. In scripture the definition of the word rock as the characteristic hard relating to the natural quality of God Most High is illustrated in the following way. And so our spirit containing this uh, uh, quality of hard or rock as a hard rock is resistant, strong, healthy, wise, tested or tried, rooted, well-established, immovable, constant, endless, continual, fearless, unquenchable, unpenetrating for sin, free from sin and independent from sin, filled with the power of the Holy Spirit.
0: Here is the quality
1: of a rock as it refers to the characteristic hardness pertaining to the name of God Most High found in Scripture in these forms. As a stone, a cliff, a span, a measuring wreath or a rod, heaviness, weight, and scales.
0: This means a specific weight by which you can determine
1: the price and worth of the weighted individual or item. As it is written, who has measured the waters in the hollow of his hand measured heaven with a span and calculated the dust of the earth in a measure. God's lot that is in this name rock is the ability to weigh and measure the virtue or of, of a person how much he is in accordance to God's nature.
0: Weighed the mountains and scales and the hills in a balance I will remind us that
1: in scripture mountains Here it's talking about, this is, uh, of course, symbolic as the promises of God. Mountains are promises of God, and hills are covenants that God makes with us, because a covenant always is made upon a hill, and mountains in scripture were always symbolic to God's promises that stand high so that you could see them. Who has directed the Spirit of the Lord, or as his Counselor has taught him? With whom did he take counsel, and who instructed him, and taught him in the path of justice? Who taught him knowledge, and showed him the way of understanding? Behold, the nations are as a drop in a bucket, and are counted as the small dust on the scales. Look, he lifts up the aisles as a very little thing, Isaiah 40, 12-15. Therefore, the inherited lot contained in the power of the name of God Most High, as rock contains the ability of the Most High to judge, to measure, or weigh upon the scales of His Godly justice, all the made by Him creation, in order to reward or punish each according to their results then the fingers of the hand were sent from him and this writing was written and this is the inscription that was written mene mene tekel Ufarsin this is the interpretation of each word mene god has numbered your kingdom and finished it tekel you have been weighed in imbalances and found wanting peres your kingdom has been divided and given to the medes and persians daniel 5 24 through 28 i trust you already know
0: Uh, who who wrote those words. According to what we've learned here, to be clothed into
1: the power of a rock of the Lord is to be clothed into the fear of the Lord that is wisdom that comes from above, giving us the ability to judge or to weigh upon the scale plates of the Lord, first ourselves and then those people that we are responsible for.
0: You shall not have
1: in your bag differing weights, a heavy and a light. You shall not have in your house differing measures, a large and a small.
0: You shall have a perfect ju- and just
1: weight, a perfect and just measure, that your day may be lengthened in, in the land which the Lord your God is giving you. For all who do such things, all who behave unrighteously, are an abomination to the Lord your God. Deuteronomy 25, 13 through 16, there are a lot of places that repeat this very same things in Scripture. Scales or scale plates of the Lord pertaining to the name of God, Rock, is the absolute power and ability of the Most High identified as His wisdom to fairly judge or weigh all of the made by Him creation so that each one weighed upon the plates of these scales receives His reward according to His results. Weights of the Most High are commandments and statutes of the Most High according to which He judges or weighs upon the scale plates of justice the made by Him creation. Therefore, to possess the power of the Most High, consisting in his name, Rock, is to possess power to the right to judge yourself and judge those people we carry responsibility for within the parameters of the commandments and statutes of the Lord. In scripture, when we see anything that's of, uh, made of bronze, then this is the ability of a person to judge himself. Or, or to weigh their words, their a- words and actions upon and the scale and plates and of justice of the Most High.
0: As the acts and words. Our, our responsibility and to app- apprehend and be clothed into the unearthly
1: virtue of a rock in the sense of the characteristic hardness contained in the name of God Most High which satisfies our hunger and thirst and gives us power over our calling we came to the necessity to look at four classical questions what in essence is the characteristic of hardness as it pertains to the power of rock as the name of God Most High what purpose is the characteristic of hardness called to fulfill, fulfill in our prayer
0: there.
1: What price do we need to pay in order to be clothed into the characteristic of hardness contained in rock as the name of God Most High, and by what results do we judge that we truly possess the characteristic of hardness consisting in the power of rock as the name of God Most High? We've noted that all of the names of God discover themselves in each other because they are dissolved in one the other, come one from the other, and demonstrate one the other, empower one the other, and identify the truthful nature. Of one, the other. Therefore, in the given Psalm of David, the eight names of God Most High are presented in the form of a sequence, where each succeeding name is demonstration of the previous name or discovers itself in the following after itself name. In a specific format, we already looked at the first two questions and stopped to study the third question.
0: What price do we need
1: to pay in order to have the right to clothe our spirit into the characteristic of the hardness of God, so that God would receive the legitimate basis to keep us in perfect peace?
0: As it is written,
1: you will keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on you, because he trusts you. Isaiah 26.3
0: in a specific
1: format, we've already looked at the price of two conditions that when fulfilled clothes us and clothes our spirit into its into hardness as the rock of the Lord. Therefore, we will turn to study the third condition. The price of the first condition to the right to possess the quality of the hardness of God within our spirit consists in planting ourselves into the house of the Lord. The second price for the ability right to possess the quality of hardness of God it consists in dealing graciously with the vessels, of mercy, and the third price is to walk in the ways of the Lord. Then it shall be, if you heed all that I command you, walk in my ways and do what is right in my sight to keep my statutes and my commandments as my servant David did, then I will be with you and build for you an enduring house as I built for David and will give Israel to you. 1 Kings 11:38. According to this place of scripture, so that God can build our body into an enduring house Here it's talking about our body. It is necessary for us to walk in his ways and do what is right in his sight, keeping his statutes and his commandments as his servant David did. It is noteworthy that this prophecy of Prophet Ahijah,
0: the Shilonite.
1: As he, he, this person he lived in Shalon, this is where the tabernacle of the Lord was, where Solomon went, where he brought forth his offerings. And so this prophet Ahijah, he lived in Shalon.
0: And the prophecy was written by him and was addressed to Jeroboam, son of Nebat, a
1: Ephraimite from the city of Zerida, during the time of the reign of King Solomon in Israel, where God gave Jeroboam ten tribes whom he became king over after the death of Solomon during the reign of Rehoboam, Solomon's son then Solomon's servant Jeroboam the son of Nabat, and Ephraimite from Zerida whose mother's name was Zerua a widow also rebelled against the king and this is the, what caused him to rebel against the king Solomon had built the millow and repaired the damages to the city of David his father the man Jeroboam was a mighty man of valor and Solomon seeing that the young man was industrious made him the officer over all the labor force of the house of Joseph he came from Joseph, the line of Joseph, and he made him an officer. Now it happened at the time when Jeroboam went out of Jerusalem that the prophet Ahijah the Shilonite met him on the way, and he had clothed himself with a new garment, and the two were alone in the field. Then Ahisha took hold of the new garment that was on him and tore it into twelve pieces. And he said to Jeroboam, Take for yourself ten pieces, for thus says the Lord, the God of Israel. Behold, I will tear the kingdom out of the hand of Solomon and will give ten tribes to you. This was from the Lord. This was not an evil man. Jeroboam was not an evil man that took from the Lord. This all happened according to God's will. This is written in 1 Kings 11 26 through 31 when Solomon heard about this prophecy, when he found out about it, and when Jeroboam found out that Solomon found out about it, he went to Egypt and hid there until he died, Solomon. But when Solomon died, And his son,
0: uh, Jeroboam, uh,
1: when he found out that Solomon had died, he returned then and went to his uh, own place. The tribe of
0: Ephraim is the descendant of, of Joseph. And the name Ephraim means a fertile land. David gave him the name Ephraim because he
1: said for himself that for God has caused me to be uh, fruitful in the land of my affliction Genesis forty one fifty two. 52 a life in the land of your affliction symbolizes your life in your body which is in slavery to its old person identifying within your body the stronghold of death the fruit of Joseph in the name of his son Ephraim is a symbol of the promise that belongs to the door of our hope this is symbolic again he received in Egypt in the land of his suffering even though he did not suffer there as it were but he
0: said that he is suffering in this land. He is
1: the second after Pharaoh in rule and he had a lot of servants and uh, everyone subject to him. He gave him a new name, savior of the world but he says that he is suffering in this Egypt and calls his son Ephraim because God made me fruitful in the land of my affliction
0: and so this is a promise that belongs to the door of our hope symbol of that Joseph is one of the
1: symbols presented by the Holy Spirit in scripture of how one is to behave in the land of their affliction when the Holy Spirit has allowed the fruit Ephraim to grow and mature within our heart in the symbol of the promise called to destroy within our body the stronghold of eternal death and in its place erect the stronghold of eternal life Joseph having received the promise in his son's name Ephraim in the land of his affliction, considered himself dead to sin
0: and living for
1: God, proclaiming the not-existent as existent.
0: And when dying
1: in the faith in the land of his affliction, Joseph did not achieve perfection linked to exiting from the land of Egypt. He took an oath from the sons of of Israel that they bring out his bones with them and would bury in the tomb of his father, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Then Joseph took an oath from the children of Israel, saying, God will surely visit you and you shall carry up my bones from here. So Joseph died being 110 years old and They embalmed him, and he was put in a coffin in Egypt. Genesis 50, 25,
0: 26. This means that it is written why he did not achieve perfection, why many saints
1: died not having achieved the perfection that they were seeking. Apostle Paul writes, being enlightened by the Holy Spirit, that they without us would not have achieved this perfection. This is a promise that needs to destroy the stronghold of death and erect the stronghold of life here on earth
0: and Joseph said bring my bones
1: out and bury them in the tomb of of my father and And when they came out they took out his bones and and they buried them in the land of
0: Canaan
1: and this means that when this will happen then Abraham Isaac and Jacob, Joseph, David and those like them will resurrect We will see them before they will be raptured to God together with us. They first will be resurrected in their new bodies already. But we will still be in these bodies as it is here on earth. And it will happen that the stronghold of death will be destroyed in us. And our bodies will become
0: immortal. But their bodies will also be immortal but heavenly ours will be
1: still earthly and immortal but theirs will be immortal and heavenly and in some way for a couple of uh, within the span of a few years we're going to be with them here until
0: hope himself comes and we meet with him in in the air
1: and when we will meet together then our bodies also will be changed and will become heavenly and we together with them will taken up
0: this is this what it means образ this symbol here. It
1: is noteworthy also that the name Jeroboam, a descendant of Ephraim, the son of Joseph, is in line with the meaning of the name of Ephraim. The name Jeroboam means may the nation increase. At the same time, the name of Jeroboam's father, Nebat, means God has seen. Further, it is interesting the fact that the scriptures don't talk much more about Jeroboam's father, but does bring up the name of his mother, Zeruah and states that she is a widow. The name Zerua means who that suffers or one that suffers. Widows in Israel had specific status which became formal with the law of Moses. In the Old as well as the New Testament, a sign of godliness was to visit the fatherless and the widow in their hardship. To have the virtue of a widow in your soul means by the law die for the law so you can live for the one who died and resurrected. During baptism when making a covenant with God, we are submerged into the death of the Lord Jesus. Our husband in the form of reigning sin within our body, identifying our old person dies, then we become free from sin and obtain the status of a widow, which gives us the right
0: to uh, belong to
1: another who rose from the dead to bear fruit to God. Romans 7, 1-4, Or do you not know, brethren, for I speak to those who know the law, that the law has dominion over a man as long as he lives, for the woman who has a husband is bound by the law to her husband as long as he lives. The law is not a husband, it's reigning sin, and she's bound to this living, reigning sin, and the law reveals this sin in the body, and this husband has rights to this body. But if the husband dies, she is released from the law of her husband. So then if, while her husband lives, she marries another man, she will be called an adulteress, but if her husband dies, she is free from that law so that she is no adulteress, though she has married another man. Therefore, my brethren, you also have become dead to the law through the body of Christ, that you may be married to another, to him who, has ra- who was raised from the dead, that we should bear fruit to God.
0: Romans 7,
1: 1-4. Those who have not died for the nation, the house of their father, for their corrupt desires, they're not able to unite with Christ as their partner. They cannot uh, expect to have this covenant of marriage with uh, with Jesus. It's only when we're submerged into the death of Jesus and are risen once again that we then are completely different until we, by the cross of the Lord Jesus, will not be separated from our nation, the house of our Father, and from our corrupt desires or corrupt will that when united symbolize our husband, we're not able to have any legal relationship with Christ. And not having a legitimate relationship with Christ as our husband, we will not be able to bear fruit to God. Therefore, in the form of our mother, Mother, a widow
0: who was a symbol of the, is, who is a
1: symbol of the wife the bride of the lamb jeroboam received the power to rule over 10 tribes of israel which symbolically means that sin that is revealing uh, that is revealed by the law of the 10 commandments does not have power anymore Only after we by the cross of the Lord Jesus are freed from the power of sin we receive the ability to walk in the ways of the Lord and keep all of his commandments and all of his statutes in order to provide God legitimate reason to build an enduring house for us as he did for David. Then it shall be, if you heed all that I command you, walk in my ways and do what is right in my sight, to keep my statutes and my commandments as my servant David did, then I will be with you and build for you an enduring house, as I built for David and will give Israel to you. First Kings eleven thirty-eight. An enduring house in the form of our body, freed from the power of sin, the Holy Spirit will build this house in, co- in collaboration with our strong spirit upon the ways of the Lord, which are identified as the ways of the commandments of and statutes of the Lord contained in scripture. However, to understand the way of the commandments and statutes of the Lord, just putting off your old man from yourself isn't enough. It is necessary to do more, two more things that David did in order to provide God proper basis to build us into this enduring house. First, to provide God proper grounds to build our body into an enduring house, it is necessary for like David, to dwell in the stronghold called Zion. And in order to dwell in the stronghold Zion, we, like David, need to take the stronghold Zion by the way of
0: battle. And so again, we, as David, need
1: to take the stronghold Zion by the way of battle.
0: And David did, Second Samuel
1: 5, 7 through 12. Nevertheless, David took the stronghold of Zion, that is, the city of David. Now, David said, on that day, whoever climbs up by way of the water shaft and defeats the Jebusites, the lame and the blind, who are hated by David's soul, he shall be chief and captain therefore they say the blind and the lame shall not come into the house then David dwelt in that stronghold and called it the city of David and David built all around from the millow and inward so David went on and became great and the Lord God host was with him then Hiram king of Tyre sent messengers to David and cedar trees and carpenters and masons and they built David's house
0: And so the cedar uh, trees,
1: as we know, the masons, these are all the word of God in different uh, materials, as it were, that, that built the house. The history of the stronghold Zion, upon which the ancient city of Salem was built, or Jerusalem, before Abraham came into the land of Canaan, was the city of Melchizedek, the king of Salem. When Israel returned from Egyptian captivity, the city Jerusalem built upon Mount Zion was being ruled by Jebusites, the descendants of one of the sons of Canaan, Noah's grandson. As a casted lot, the city of Zion, as well as the city of Salem, was given to the tribe of Judah and Benjamin, but they did not succeed in driving out the Jebusites from within the boundaries of what was given to them. The symbol of the stronghold of Zion, which belonged to Judah and Benjamin, was in control of the Jebusites, which David took in battle against them and dwelt dwelt there and called the city of David or his own city. We need to see this as our body, the Jebusites who rule over our body called by a casted lot to uh, become the city of David are to be perceived as the aspect of our feelings. Our body is being controlled by our feelings. The reason for why Judah and Benjamin until a specific time were not able to drive out the Jebusites consisted in the fact that they were not able to turn God's favor upon themselves because they were still spiritual infants being interested in various winds of doctrine, the artistic trickery of deception of the wicked and unclean people. But when David, a man, from the descendant of Judah became king over Israel, the first thing he did is he went to battle for Jerusalem, took the stronghold of Zion and dwelt in it. David is a symbol of the new person grown into full measure of growth in Christ. His name means beloved by God.
0: If the Church of Christ,
1: in its majority, at least in these going final days, signifying the meeting of the Lord upon the clouds, would be able to understand that her true calling in these days is not the so-called evangelism, which has become a panacea and the freedom of their bodies from the power of their feelings, being supported by their old person, but even this is covered from their eyes.
0: To battle against the Jebusites who rule over
1: our body with the power of the corrupt desires of our soul being supported by the organized powers of darkness means receive into your heart the revelation regarding destroying in our body the stronghold of death and directing the stronghold of life in its place.
0: As soon as you receive this promise, you call out
1: to war the aspect of your feelings as soon as you bring or receive this promise that belongs to the door of your hope that within your body the Lord is intending to destroy here on earth the stronghold of death and erect the stronghold of life eternal life in its place you proclaim war against these Jebusites and they obviously will not like that
0: А затем, откровением этой веры, почитать себя мертвыми для греха, как я сказал, живыми же для Бога
1: and afterwards by the revelation of this faith consider yourself dead to sin and living for god proclaiming the not existent as existent the confessions of such a goal-oriented faith will give god the proper grounds to acknowledge the promise for us about the destruction of the stronghold of death within our body and the erection of the stronghold of life in its place and when the time comes for this promise to activate or to happen here on earth which our heavenly father has put in his own authority that our body is lit in literal terms will become free of the power of the law of death and sin over our body and then here on earth in literal sense the word of prophet hosea will come to pass i will ransom them from the power of the grave i will redeem them from death O, o death i will be your plagues O grave i will be your destruction pity is hidden from my eyes hosea 13:14.
0: Second, in order to
1: provide proper grounds for God so that he can build our body into an enduring house, we, like David, need to cling to the revelations of God so we may be taught his statutes. And to be taught the statutes of God, we, like David, need to be clothed into the virtue of a student of Christ in order to provide the messengers of Hiram the opportunity to build an enduring house. David did not build for himself.
0: Uh, Workers came from Haram, the masons as we know,
1: they brought all the materials and the professionals and they brought and built him a, a house.
0: Blessed are you, O Lord. Teach me your statutes. I have
1: chosen the way of truth. Your judgments I have laid before me. I cling to your testimonies, O Lord. Do not put me to shame. I will run the course of your commandments, for you shall enlarge my heart. Teach me, O Lord, the way of your statutes, and I shall keep it to the end. Give me understanding, and I will keep your law. Indeed, I shall observe it with my whole heart. Looking at the consistency of the Psalm of David, David asks God five times to teach Him to understand and fulfill His statutes. This factor again confirms one unchanging law that no man independently, without being instructed in the faith, the preached word of truth is able to understand and apprehend the mystery of the ways of the Lord in His commandments and His statutes, that pursue one goal, not evangelism.
0: But to adopt
1: our body by the way of
0: redemption, and And only then
1: the true evangelism will start
0: and so when God gives this person that will be able to enlighten us and teach us the ways of the commandments and statutes
1: not, and not just any man who desires to do this but only one that God selects and clothes into the virtue of his apostle and selects not by the form of a vote of the majority as in a democratic system and not by the way of some kind of theological schooling but by the way of choosing and appointing this person as an apostle and his helpers it's unfortunate but often the instruction that is given to the helpers of apostles and is their prerogative is used by a brother's council and and other members of the church, which is a perversion of the truth and a crime against
0: God. A bishop then must be blameless,
1: (coughs) the husband of one wife, temperate, sober-minded, of good behavior, hospitable, able to teach, not given to wine, not violent, not greedy for money, not ge- uh, but gentle, not quarrelsome, not covetous, one who rules his own house well, having his children in submission with all reverence. For if a man does not know how to rule his own house, how will he take care of the Church of God? Not a novice, lest being puffed up with pride he fall into the same con- condemnation as the devil. Moreover, he must have a good testimony among those who are outside, lest he fall into a reproach in the snare of the devil. Likewise, deacons must be reverent, not double-tongued, not given to much wine, not greedy for money, holding the mystery of the faith with a a pure conscience. But let these also first be tested and let them serve, as deacons being found blameless.
0: (coughs) For those who have served
1: well, as deacons obtain for themselves a good standing. But if I... These things I write to you, though I hope to come to you shortly, but if I am delayed, I write so that you may know how you ought to conduct yourselves in the house of God, which is the church of, li- of the living God, the pillar and ground of the truth.
0: 1 Timothy 3, 2 through 15. For all
1: the promises of God in Him are yes, and in Him amen. To the glory of God through us, Second Corinthians one twenty. After His resurrection, Jesus passed on His power, the mandate of power given, to, given to Him by His Father to His disciples in the rank of apostles. So Jesus said to them again, Peace to you. As the Father has sent me, I also send you. And when He had said this, He breathed on them and said, Receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven them. If you retain the sins of any, they are retained. <inaudible> John twenty twenty one
0: 21 through 23
1: only one again that is delegated given the power of God is able to retain sins and forgive sins and so he he taught them these things before he was crucified but but here also after his resurrection he again reminds them of these things. Most assuredly, I say to you, he who receives whoever I send receives me, and he who receives me receives him who sent me, John
0: 13:20. We see here these specific
1: uh, requirements and ranks. We need to conclude that a person that does not acknowledge God's order
0: where he... If he does not allow himself to be built into a strong
1: house, uh, great evil will uh, be the result of of this person's destiny. He who keeps his command will experience nothing harmful, and a wise man's heart discerns both time and judgment. Because of every matter there is a time and judgment, though the misery of a man increases greatly, for he does not know what will happen, so who can tell him when it will occur? Ecclesiastes 8,
0: 5-7. This is talking
1: again about a person that does not acknowledge God's authority or the person whom God has placed and so the stronghold of zion presents here our body upon the condition of course that we have an organic membership to this stronghold of zion which is a virtuous wife who can find a virtuous wife for her birth is far above rubies the heart of her husband safely trusts her so he will have no lack of gain she does him good and not evil all the ways all the days of her life she seeks wool and flax and willingly works with her hands she is like the merchant ships. she brings her food from afar she also re- uh, rises while it is yet night and provides food for her household and a portion of her for her maidservants she considers a field and buys it from her profit she plants a vineyard she girds herself with strength and strengthens her arms she perceives that her merchandise is good and her land does not go out by night. She stretches out her hand to the distaff and her hand holds the spindle. She extends her hand to the poor, yes, she reaches out her hands to the needy. She is not afraid of snow from her household, for all her household is clothed with scarlet. She makes tapestry for herself. Her clothing is fine linen and purple. Her husband is known in the gates when he sits among the elders of the land. She makes linen garments and sells them and supplies sashes for the the merchants. Strength and honor are her clothing. She shall rejoice in time to come. She opens her mouth with wisdom and on her tongue is the law of kindness. She watches over the way of her household. She does not eat the bread of idleness. Her children rise up and call her blessed. Her husband also, he praises her. Many daughters have done well, but you excel them all. Charm is deceitful and beauty is passing, but a woman who fears the Lord, she shall be praised. Proverbs 31, 10 through 31. This good is a, a good that we're talking about is something that comes only from God. Evil is any good in any service that comes from the desire of a man. It, and though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor, and though I give my body to be burned, but have no love, it profits me nothing. 1 Corinthians 13, 3. A virtuous wife is a, ch- such a church of saints and such a person
0: a person in such a church who has a a leader that is anointed by the Holy Spirit and is a father from God. God. To examine the Church of Saints
1: as well as yourself as to whether you are a virtuous wife is by the signs that in
0: Scripture show this virtuous wife. We see here uh, 20 signs
1: by which you can tell that uh, you are a virtuous wife, by which God can then build you into the strong house. And again, they are one and the other and identify the truthful nature of one and the other. Of course, I will start them, but, and we will continue. I won't be able to present all 20, but they are necessary for us because every one of us need to be in accordance to the characteristics of a virtuous wife and the church. And
0: that we go to
1: also needs to be in accordance to this virtuous wife
0: and so the goodness of a virtuous wife is the ability to do good and not evil all the days of her life the heart of her husband safely trusts her so he will have
1: no lack of gain she does him good and not evil all the days of her life and so this Goodness of the virtuous wife is the
0: symbol, is
1: the fruit of her spirit. The fruit of her spirit is the product that the virtuous wife has has because she has invested her silver or turned to profit her salvation. Every time we grow into our heart, in our heart, the seed of the word,
0: our
1: Lord that we are married to, does not be is not without a benefit, and
0: he then has the ability to send those workers of tire to build their house. Second, this is the ability
1: to seek wool and flax and willingly work with her hands.
0: And so to seek, seek is to demand, stand, to look for, to search out, to take. Here it's talking about casting off
1: of yourself the old person, to become naked, to get to know, to discover yourself in the death and resurrection. To seek wool is to cast off the old man with his deeds. This is by the cross of the Lord Jesus to separate from your nation, from the house of your father, and from your corrupt desires. Everything that comes from the the body, uh, came from the body was a symbol of sin, whether it be uh, a person,
0: when a person was cleansed from his uh, leprosy, they needed
1: to shave all the hair off of their body, and the symbol also of a a lamb or a sheep, in order for it to be presented on the altar,
0: she needed to be sheared because this, this is casting is off the old man the with, with his, his deeds listen O daughter consider
1: and incline your ear forget your own people also in your father's house so the king will greatly desire your beauty because he is your lord worship him psalm 45 10 11 and so in order to receive or to to get this wool is to take trim it from somewhere, get it from somewhere. Flax is to know the Lord in his death and his resurrection and take part in his sufferings so that you can be then resurrected from the dead and find yourself not with your own righteousness but by the faith faith of the Lord Jesus in your faith in the Lord Jesus
0: you may take part then in his sufferings. And so again, flax is a seed that is sown, it dies and then
1: resurrects in the form of
0: fruit. And we need
1: to be clothed
0: into this kind of flax
1: this kind of righteousness of christ further it's written she is like the merchant ship she brings her food
0: and so she likes to work with her hands
1: and to willingly work with your hands is to offer uh, a sacrifice of praise
0: to god and so, God, and so every time we find ourselves in
1: God, not with our own personal righteousness, but that one that is by the, that is in faith in Jesus Christ, we allow then these uh, workers of tyre to build our house into the strong
0: house. The goodness of this, again, the next step of
1: the goodness of this virtuous wife is that she likes, like like the merchant ship, she brings her food from afar.
0: And so again when she brings food from afar
1: Means to bring in To bring to power That means to bring po- bring to power The words of the Most High within your body These merchant ships from afar That bring forth she, Where she brings her food Is the abilities of our soul That use our mouth To confess the faith of our heart That we died by the law For the law for the one that died and resurrected These are these
0: uh, ships that, that are, uh, abilities, wi- uh wise abilities. Every time when we,
1: by uh, the abilities of our soul that are placed in dependence from the abilities of our new person, use our mouth to confess the faith of God which abides within our heart, confessing th- that we died for the law by the law, for the law, to live for the one who died and resurrected, we
0: then go from the service of condemnation to the service of justification,
1: and we then are able to be built into the strong house.
0: And so the fourth, the goodness of this virtuous wife
1: is the ability to rise early.
0: And, and to give food, food to her children and to her servants, servants also, her maidservants also.
1: She rises while it's yet it's night and provides food for her household, a portion for her
0: maidservants the heavens
1: declare the glory of God and the firmament shows his handiwork day day unto day utters speech and night unto night reveals knowledge in order for speech to be uttered it needs to be first received there is no speech nor language where their voice is not heard their line has gone out through all the earth and their word to the end of the world every time we are vigilant standing guard standing upon our tower we need to have a tower there's a symbol of the Urim and Thummim and watch to see what the Holy Spirit will say to us in our, our heart so that we can
0: answer, uh, respond to him then we
1: allow this king of Tyre again to build our, ourselves into a strong house. Fifth, the goodness of this virtuous wife is to consider a field and buy it from her prophet she plants in a vineyard
0: the field that we need to buy
1: is our body which is is in the power of sin and death where we are called to destroy the stronghold of death so we can give God proper basis to adopt our body by his redemption. And this kind of purchase is called to happen by confessing with our mouth the faith of our heart who God is for us in Jesus Christ, what God has done for us in Jesus Christ and who we are for God. In Hebrew, to purchase is to catch yourself, to uh, cloak yourself and чоловік
0: capture with yourself the rights that belong to you and so the words that you speak uh,
1: are the ones that take hold of you a good man out of the good treasure of his heart brings forth good things an evil man out of the evil treasure brings forth evil things but i say to you that for every idle word man may speak they will give account of it in the day of judgment for by your words you will be justified and by your words you will be condemned every time we confess who god is for us and who we are uh who we are for God, we allow God to build our, us into a strong, into a strong house. We are now going to pray. Uh, let us bend our knees and thank God for the word that we were able to receive today. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, again and again, I thank you. That we were able to today. Receive the words of life.
0: To be submerged. Into into the depths of our
1: inheritance. That is in Jesus Christ. That you. Have resurrected.
0: Our promises.
1: That have possibly died for some now. That every time. We justify ourselves based upon your word, confessing our sins, leaving our sins, you immediately rise and defend us and justify us.
0: And then the devil
1: becomes unsuccessful when it comes when he tries to accuse us you want us to look at who you are for us and what you have done for us when we look at this we begin to understand
0: that the work of righteousness is your work this is your you who
1: redeemed us and you are righteous you have concealed us in yourself and when the heavenly father looks at us who Is concealed in Jesus he sees us righteous teacher inheritance
0: so that they can see
1: themselves in Jesus Christ and look at themselves that way looking at themselves this way we will not be falling and into sin
0: and
1: we need to have the ability to forgive ourselves after repentance because Satan is very sneaky, and he is a professional, he saddens the heart of man because of the committed sins, and a person is, feels as if he has no rights, he has not able to raise his face before God, but when he knows that Satan is a liar, and that even though he is fallen, God is on his side, it is enough just to acknowledge your sin, leave your sins,
0: and immediately
1: begin to look at yourself justified in Jesus Christ. May this mercy be for your children and may they understand that in order to receive the next promises to destroy that stronghold of death in the body, to drive out this old person from our body who is a programmable system of the fallen cherubim.
0: Lord, show us your mercy.
1: How long will the people carry this, this hell in their body?
0: How long will
1: we depend on the stronghold of death, how long Will it continue in this
0: body? I thank you, Father, that you've already look at us free from the stronghold of death
1: when we receive your promise as a faith in our heart, when
0: we
1: consider ourselves dead to sin, living for you, when we proclaim the not existent but as existent, your angels rejoice and are glad. Hell is ashamed. Of course, he can try to show us that the stronghold of death is still in the body, but we don't acknowledge it there. We don't The truth is not that it's there, the truth is that God has already destroyed it in the death of the Lord Jesus Christ. He is not planning to destroy it, he's already destroyed it. And if we accept by faith that God has already destroyed it, then God accounts this as a righteousness to us
0: and then we become unpenetrating for sin.
1: May your mercy be blessing for your people now and forever. We worship before you, our great God, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen.
0: Our Father in heaven, hallowed
1: be your name.
0: Your kingdom come.
1: the beloved by God church God is with you believe that feelings can't always tell you the truth but God is not he doesn't change and you are in him and he in you and so when you sing to God Imagine yourself that this is happening so that this be a true confession of your heart, that the Holy Spirit can take and clothe you into it. And the most important is that we do this together as a body, as a church.
0: And now let us proclaim our
1: unchanging manifestation. Now to him who is able to keep you from stumbling and to present you faultless,